able to fuel up 35 gallons and you get a dollar off per gallon, you essentially have saved $35 on a $250 purchase. So the way the math works out is basically a 14% discount on the gift card that you can use towards gas. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 47 of The Daily Churn. Today's episode is going to be a deep dive into the Kroger Fuel Points Rewards Program. It's an episode I've been wanting to do for a while now, but I've been kind of putting off because if you're anything like me, you've probably seen the various posts on Doctor of Credit or on other blogs being like, hey, Kroger Fuel Points, they're doing 4X right now on gift cards. And those pop up sometimes weekly. And I've always kind of just skimmed over it being like, I don't really know what these fuel points are and why I should care that it's 4X right now. Because I think with Kroger, it's one of those things where if you aren't someone who's already just actively shopping at Kroger anyway, and you're already familiar with their program, it's a pretty confusing program. Like the first set of thoughts that usually go through my head when I used to see those posts is like, what's a Kroger? And then it's like, what is even a fuel point? I buy fuel and then they give me points for the fuel or what is a fuel point even actually worth and who even buys fuels at a supermarket anyway, right? Don't you just go to Costco to get the best deal on gas? And what is the big deal about getting 4X of these fuel points? Why would I want to buy these gift cards at Kroger just to get 4X fuel points? Doesn't my credit card just give me 5X on gas or 5X on groceries anyway? And so it's usually around this point that I give up and I just move on to the next post because none of it really seems to make sense on the surface. And then, of course, like a week or two later, another post shows up being like, hey, Kroger's still running 4X fuel points and you should go do it. And after just seeing these enough times and finally moving to a town, where I have multiple Kroger style stores near me, I was finally like, okay, I think this is something I should probably figure out given that every blog talks about this all the time. And I think I'm missing some bigger picture here with why these fuel points even matter. So finally, after getting my head out of the sand and actually reading up about the program and understanding how it works, it's actually a pretty lucrative program, especially considering that this is a grocery store rewards program. Like whoever came up with this probably deserves a pat on the back and then a slap in the face for making it so difficult to understand because it really isn't immediately intuitive. And if I'm struggling to understand some of the nuances of the program, just imagine the average American grocery store shopper trying to figure out this thing and actually maximize it, which is that they're really probably not maximizing it. And so the things we'll cover today are sort of just the basics first, like what exactly is a fuel point, how you acquire it, how do you spend it, how much is it worth, then some ways to kind of maximize the program so that your casual grocery store shopping trips can end up getting you essentially a 14% discount at pretty much any store where you can buy a gift card for. And that includes like Amazon, Best Buy, Apple, all of those usual stores. And why it can make sense to pre-buy some of these gift cards, particularly if you're trying to meet credit card spend. 
Finally, I'll touch on some of the more advanced methods of scaling this up if you wanted to take things a little further, which I know a lot of listeners, particularly churners, always want to push the envelope a little bit. So yeah, there are some ways that you can actually do volume with Kroger, and we'll go into that a little bit too. So hopefully by the end of this episode, anytime you see a post about Kroger, you'll have a pretty good sense of exactly what the play there is and some ways that you could potentially take advantage of these promos that they tend to run all of the time. But before we dive in, I wanted to give a quick uh, sort of a personal podcast update that I'm pretty excited about, which is that this is the first episode that is fully and completely edited by someone else. I love making the show, but the part that I don't love so much is the editing. Like it takes roughly 12 to 14 hours to make one of these episodes. And the bulk of that time, the piece that takes the longest is the editing piece. And that takes me usually like four to six hours just to edit. Yeah, it's a lot. And so it's been a huge relief to finally be able to offload some of that because the editing part is usually the part that I dread the most about making an episode. And so being able to focus on just the parts that I like, which is usually the brainstorming and the planning and of course the recording, has been a life-changing experience. You know, it frees up so much of my time and I'm hoping I can be more consistent with the show going forward now that I don't have to do this whole editing part. And it's all thanks to everyone who's been supporting the show through the Deal Alerts beta. Literally would not have been able to hire and pay for an editor if it wasn't for that. And so I wanted to just give a shout out to everyone listening who's been supporting the show because, again, would not have been able to do this without you. And just super curious how this episode's going to turn out because I've never done anything like this before either. And so outside of wanting to just thank everyone, I also wanted to get your feedback. Like, how does this episode sound? Did you even notice a difference in sound quality between the usual episode and this one? And if you can't tell, that's great. You know, that means the editor is doing a good job. And if it sounds better, that's even better. Like, that'd be fantastic. But if it sounds worse, definitely let me know and we'll try and improve it for the next episode. So yeah, leave me a comment at thedailychurnpodcast.com or over on Discord. Very curious to hear what you think about this episode. All right, so getting back to Kroger. So the basics of Kroger, I guess maybe we could start with just a quick list of Kroger stores. I won't list them all because there are so many, but I will link to it in the show notes. But you know, the big ones are like Ralph's, King Super's, City Market, Food for Less, and many more. And so chances are high that there is a Kroger near you. And chances are going to get even better in 2024 if the merger goes through with Albertsons. So Kroger is currently in the process of merging with Albertsons, which owns Safeway, Vons, and many other stores as well. And I think together, once they're combined, they're going to be the second largest grocery retail chain in the country after Walmart. And the thing with these stores is that many of them have a fuel station on site that sells gas. Now, one of the reasons actually that I ignored this whole Kroger thing for so long was because I do shop at Costco and Costco is known for having arguably the cheapest gas of any retail store. And so it never seemed that appealing to refuel at a grocery store instead where the gas is usually about 10 cents higher than Costco. But the difference here is Kroger has this fuel points program and that program is shared across the majority of the stores under their brand. 
And it can even actually be used at Shell gas stations, but with Shell, the rates are a lot crappier, so we won't really go into that at all here. But the main fuel points program is really quite good. So in a nutshell, a thousand fuel points will get you $1 off per gallon at a Kroger refueling station. And that works for up to 35 gallons. So just by redeeming a thousand fuel points, you'll get up to $35 off of your gas if you end up getting 35 gallons worth. Which then you may be wondering, well, my gas tank doesn't fit 35 gallons worth of gas. And that's where sometimes people will drive both cars to get refueled. So you just fuel one car and then right off to fuel another one or bring a friend. And so that's sort of how to maximize the 35 gallon piece of it. But the way you earn those fuel points is that groceries only earn one fuel point per dollar. So not that great. Gift cards, however, third party gift cards or Visa Master gift cards that you can buy at Kroger, those earn 2x fuel points per dollar, except when they run promos, and they often run promos where they'll give you 4x fuel points per dollar spent. So essentially what that means is that buying $250 worth of gift cards will earn you 1,000 fuel points when they run one of these 4x promos, right? Four times 250. And if you're able to fuel up 35 gallons and you get a dollar off per gallon, you essentially have saved $35 on a $250 purchase. So the way the math works out is basically a 14% discount on the gift card that you can use towards gas. Of course, this is also stackable with whatever points rate that you earn at the grocery store using your credit card. So if you pay with a card that's earning 5x at grocery stores, that's basically an extra 5 or 10% discount depending on how you value those points that you're earning. If you pay with a card where you're trying to meet minimum spend, that's easily an extra 10 to 20% discount depending on the bonus that you're pursuing, right? Because quite often the bonus is like, earn 100,000 chase points for spending $8,000. And if you value chase points at 1.5 cents per point, you're basically getting $1,500 for spending $8,000, which is a 18, 19 ish percent return on your cash. So stacking that with the fact that you're also getting a 14% discount through fuel points, that's a really large discount that you're getting in total. I mean, if you end up paying with a card that you're meeting minimum spend on and is also a card that earns 5x on groceries, then you're really winning this game. But for the casual shopper, the way to approach it and the way my P2 and I approach it is during one of these 4x promo periods, we keep things pretty chill, you know, just when we're going out for groceries, we'll also just buy $250 worth of gift cards along with our groceries. And that's great for a number of reasons, one of which is that you really stay under the radar when you do that because you're buying just only $250 with other groceries, so the dollar amount ends up being pretty variable. So any credit card companies on the lookout for like round numbers, like $500 transactions, $1,000 transactions, $250 transactions, you're kind of throwing them off a bit there by adding groceries in. And we'll discuss this in a bit more depth in the later, more advanced sections. But basically, we buy our gift cards, and Kroger stores actually have a really great selection of gift cards. They're one of the largest 
purchases that I've seen. And it's actually better to buy these gift cards in person at the store rather than buying them at Kroger online because Kroger outsources their online gift card store to another company. And those gift card purchases will not count as grocery store purchases. So you won't get 5X if you're trying to use a card with grocery 5X. Additionally, one of the things that I've noticed too is that in store, the selection is actually better. So you're actually able to buy gift cards for places like Amazon, which isn't available on the Kroger online gift card portal. And buying Amazon gift cards to me is basically the same as converting to cash, just given how much money we end up spending with Amazon each month. So that's definitely my preferred one, but I do switch it up a little bit. Like just last week, we bought $150 of Amazon, $50 at Home Depot, and another $50 at Netflix. So $250 total to get our 1,000 fuel points. And since I'm currently working on the minimum spend for the US Bank Business Leverage card, that's the card that gave $750 cash back if you spend $7,500. So essentially, it's a 10% cash back rate. So combine the 10% with the 14% from fuel points, basically meant we got a 24% discount at Amazon, Home Depot, and Netflix. And we picked those stores because one, we shop there frequently, but two, those are stores that rarely run their own sales on their own gift cards. Best Buy and Apple are also fan favorites for similar reasons, right? They never discount their own gift cards. Whereas, for example, Lowe's may be less appealing because it's pretty easy to find Lowe's gift cards at like a 10% discount. They're always running these 10% sales. So you do want to pick gift cards that tend to retain their value better, particularly if you're trying to resell these gift cards later rather than using them. But before you go out there and just buy thousands of dollars worth of gift cards during the next 4X promo, the main gotcha with these fuel points is that they expire at the end of the following month from when you earned them. So if you earned them at the beginning of August or even the end of August, it doesn't matter. They will expire at the end of the following month, so at the end of September. So there's a downside to accumulating a lot of these if you're not going to be able to use them or if you're not going to be able to resell them. And so that's where at higher volume, there are some additional things to consider and some additional routes if you're creative on how to offload some of these gift cards and these fuel points. So on the gift card side, because you are getting a 14% discount on the gift cards, the main goal when reselling these gift cards is to just at least get 86% of their face value. That way you break even and it ends up being a win because what you're really accumulating at volume are miles and points that you earned for buying those gift cards. So it's less about making money on the gift cards themselves, more just the way to be able to accrue spend. And so one of the main challenges is being able to offload these gift cards for at least 86% of face value. Because there are a number of places that are very well known that will let you sell gift cards. You know, you can sell gift cards on eBay, you can go on Raise and just sell your gift card there. But the fee that they take, for example, I think Raise takes 15% of the sale price of your gift card. And so that will immediately wipe out your 14% savings, right? And now you're losing money there. 
So the main alternative people use, especially when you're selling third-party gift cards like to Home Depot and Best Buy and Apple and stuff, is that you join a gift card reselling group. And there's a number of those, so I won't rehash it here. There's a great article from Miles Ernenburn, which I'll link to in the show notes, that lists a number of these gift card reselling groups, as well as buying groups that you can apply to join. And once you're in those groups, it becomes a lot easier over time to sell higher and higher volumes of gift cards. You know, once they know that you're a reliable seller and you've been around for a bit, they'll purchase more volume from you. And that's sort of the main way of scaling up. Another option is that you can buy like Visa and MasterCard gift cards at Kroger, and those will also earn 4x points. But of course, with Visa and MasterCard gift cards, there's an activation fee, usually about five or six dollars with each of these gift cards, which of course cuts into your margins. But the main downside with the Visa and MasterCard gift card purchases is that you need to find a way to cash those out. So it can often just be easier to buy the third party gift cards instead because there are so many avenues for you to resell those cards. The other thing you'll likely run into if you start scaling up volume with Kroger fuel points is that you'll quickly end up with more fuel points than you can possibly use. And so, you know, people resell their Kroger accounts so that they can essentially resell their fuel points. It's kind of like how, you know, with Taylor Swift tickets, you can't really resell Taylor Swift tickets. The way to resell it is you resell your entire Ticketmaster account. The way people do that with Kroger Fuel Points is to resell their whole Kroger account. But keep in mind that Kroger has really been cracking down hard on this. So they've been shutting down accounts left and right. It sounds like they have a team that literally looks for accounts that are potentially reseller accounts. So definitely things are harder than it used to be, but there are still people selling it. You can go on eBay right now and see people selling Kroger accounts and there's other ways to sell them as well, but it has gotten tougher. And I'll link to an article that has some tips and words of wisdom to keep in mind if that's something that you are trying to do. Similarly, you gotta be careful too on the credit card side, like Amex is notorious for catching gift card purchase activity and clawing back the points or your bonus. So again, there are things you can do to avoid being detected. For example, like, hey, buying groceries along with your gift cards means that you're not buying these weird round numbers that are clearly just gift cards. And those generally are pretty safe, even with Amex. But again, Amex may be an issuer that you want to stay away from if you're trying to do more volume. Finally, with Kroger themselves, there's some nuances to keep in mind. You know, they have some special restrictions, for example, on like how much Apple gift card you can buy, and then some just general transaction limitations on how many back-to-back purchases you can do in a day and how far to spread those apart. I won't get into all of the details here because, again, Miles Ernenburn has done a great series of articles about specifically Kroger. That's just the wealth of knowledge. And so I'll be linking to a lot of those relevant posts in the show notes if going down the more advanced route of scaling things up and starting to dabble in gift card reselling is something that you're interested in. For most of us, I think just kind of the casual route where we pick up a gift card or two when we go shopping, that's the more, in my opinion, easier, less stress and potentially more sustainable route of how to approach Kroger fuel points. 
That way you can also just actually use the fuel points for your own gas and it ends up being even cheaper than Costco. So we've sort of integrated Kroger into our usual shopping trip of like Costco and Whole Foods. Now we have Kroger as well. And yeah, it's been great. So yeah, hopefully that demystified some of the questions you may have had around the Kroger Fuel Points program and why people are always talking about it. All right, everyone, that's it for this episode. As always, you can find show notes and links to everything that we talked about today, including all the great articles about gift card reselling and Kroger from Miles Ernenburn. Those can all be found at thedailychurnpodcast.com. There's also a free newsletter that you can join if you'd like to get notified when one of these episodes comes out and have the show notes sent straight to your inbox. So definitely check that out if you haven't yet. Otherwise, I will catch you all next time for the August monthly recap. Thanks again for tuning in. See ya.